You guys didn't think we were going to let the week pass by without giving any predictions, right? Nah, not at all. You know what I'm saying? We're going to duck that smoke. For all those out there listening, my name is France. This is Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast. Your Battle Rap Podcast of New York. Follow us on all socials, LTBR Podcast, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, let's talk rap.com for all your editorials, news, updates, stats, and facts. We dropped a lot of pieces this week. You know, the Summer Madness 13 recap is still out. Very detailed recap for a pretty successful event. We put out a top five Midwest of all time battle rappers. So we have a, our own little list of who we think is top five from the Midwest. I'm surprised that list didn't really shake the table too much. Maybe I got to make a graphic for it and get everybody upset. I'll wait till next week. Um, but today, shout to Titus. He posted an article in regards to A-Ward, called the A-Ward's Moment for, you know, trying to capture the significance of A-Ward's grudge match against A-Verb. And we're going to talk all, all about it right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go through a little bit of a quick lightning round, a little quick detail, get some little analysis in my picks for all these battles. But I also want to give my picks and predictions for some of the battles on the riot card tomorrow. Not tomorrow, Sunday as well, because we got a jam-packed weekend. We got back-to-back days of 12 battles. Waiting for a long weekend, y'all. But, you know, I won't make this a long podcast. So, uh, Max Out 3, first and foremost, the highest selling pay-per-view in battle rap history, $75. Boy, you know, you, you got to tip your hat to uh, ARP. Probably made a lot of money back on this one for all the promotions that went into this event. Um, I just feel like if any other artist would be like, raise the price, and the price was raised, there, there'd be a little bit more of a backlash for it. But it's neither here nor there. You know, a lot of the guys on the under undercard of this, K Venom and Jay Bree getting some opportunities. Def the Kid getting an opportunity. Excels battled a few bricks. So he's uh, playing a gatekeeper role. Uh, I see Riggs is making his RB debut, you know, after a stellar performance at the trenches. Uh, Jay Slash is making a return after he had a good performance in the, the Blue Room last time. So, you know, some of the guys are going to make some some opportunities. It's going to take advantage of some of their opportunities here. They're going to make a splash, and they're looking to capitalize. And you might as well, man. This is the most eyeballs that's going to be on an event for a long time. And what you do with this could really shape and define your next couple moves. Now, the undercard. We have QB Black Diamond versus RX. Look, I'm just going to say straight up right here, man. You can be biased in your predictions, but you got to keep it 100 with the recap. Because I th- picking RX, you know, kind of defies a little bit of the logic for myself. Because QB's more experienced. QB raps better. She checks off more attributes. I do think RX's pen... Arguably is better, but it's just the pen. You know what I'm saying? That's just one attribute. Is that enough to overpower somebody that can rap well, have humor, be disrespectful, and can bar up with you as well? Like, and has the experience in that room. Uh, it's going to be a very tough obstacle to climb, but I will say I do think RX is better than Robin Rhymes. I do think RX lyrically is better than Caution, even though Caution might have better conviction and, and delivery and um, my rap my rap better as well. The point is, this is QB's most lyrical test yet so far in the Blue Room out of the three times she's been here. Uh, RX. I look back to RX's debut on King of the Dot when she battled Bonnie Godiva. And she really had a special performance there. It was also a live stream event as well, Town Business 1. So she kind of rises to the occasion for these big, big moments. She's one of the three ladies that's ever made um, 
an appearance on URL, King of the Dot, and RB. So that's history. You want to add Queen of the Ring as well to that list as well, sure. I, I just don't because every lady has to go through Queen of the Ring. So I feel like that's fundamentally, like, th that goes without saying. But, yes, Queen of the Ring as well. So being one of those three ladies, I, I'm sure she wants to make history with her performance as well, not just by appearing on the stage. And so I'm rooting for her. It's going to be a very difficult assignment. I'm rooting for her. I will keep it 100 if she doesn't complete the objective. But until then, let's go, RX. Let's go. QB, well experienced. We know what QB brings to the table. Um, very uphill fight. She is the queen of RB for a reason. Uh, next battle on the Max Out 3 card, we got Head Eyes versus Show Off. You know, the thing that interests me about this battle the most is how <laughs> some of the guys on Max Out was booked and ARP had a live saying that there's a clause that they couldn't promote any other events. You know, so they, they technically couldn't be booked twice, so they couldn't be promoting multiple events. But you got guys like Head Eyes and Show Off who are literally battling a week after. <laughs> so I guess the clause didn't have any effect for them. Um, Head Eyes actually, I think Head Eyes, either Head Eyes or Show Off, somebody just battled Gwitty a week prior to this, too. I seen like clips or a flyer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some due diligence because I didn't hear much about it, but it might have been Gwitty in 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 uh, head ice. So let me see here while I continue to talk to you guys. But go, show off and yeah, here we go. Gwitty and head ice. They battled a week ago. So head ice has three battles in three weeks. You know, uh, I know everybody talks about you know my man, my client schedule. You know, a lot of these guys overpack their schedules, too. This is nothing new. Everybody kind of does this. So, Head Ice is battling Gwitty, show off, and will be on the Nostalgia car the following week. So, he does have a busy schedule, but so does show off. So, I, I, I can kind of cancel out the fact that they're both really working heavily right now. They did have a dope quarantine video battle back in 2020 when we thought the world was about to collapse and we never were going to see civilization again. And... That battle was a nice little indicator of what they could do if they're actually in person. So I think they're going to have a very, very unique conversation. I actually don't even have a horse in a race. I know, oh, you're not going to make a pick. If I had to make a pick, I'll probably pick Show Off just because I can rely on him to be cleaner in the span of multiple battles in Head Ice. And also because I can trust his passion and his projection in that room a little bit more, too. You know, he's battled Jag there. He had the great battle with, with Trez there, regardless if you have him winning or losing. Like his performances in the blue room are are is a difficult assignment to deal with. So I am gonna pick show off, but I wouldn't be surprised if Head Ice has like a real vintage performance. He's in a small room, he gets to really talk his lingo, he gets to get in his bag. Um, so you know, it could be a really dope battle, it could be a really sneaky one of the one of the better back and forths of the night. And I say that because I think the, a lot of the other battles left on the card are gonna have clear victories. Now you see you see the hat on my head, right? Next battle. You see the hat on my head, right? See what's going on here, right? See, see the slick walks. All right, listen. I understand Goods is a major underdog. If you want to go with Calico because you like his content better, you trust him more in a small room. I'm not mad at anybody picking against goods. I'm solely picking goods in this battle. A little bit less of their attributes and more of like what I've been noticing from them. Shout out to the late great Pat Stay. His anniversary is coming up real soon. He always had this idea of like when I'm coming, when I'm studying for a battle, I don't study my opponent's footage. I study their interviews. I study what they're saying most recently. I study their behavior because it kind of gives me more insight to who they are 
as opposed to what their performances were. I think that's interesting because you could definitely find some little tricks and traits of how somebody is uh, viewing something from certain interviews, especially if they're one of the battle rappers that are actively in media, like if you're a media slash uh, battle rapper, battle rapper slash blogger, if you have your own show, whatever. And Goods has now become a blogger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A year or two ago, you know, Goods is on caffeine. He's doing the caffeine thing like all of us. Caffeine is gone. And I feel like a lot has changed. Like, like I heard him say, like, playing around, like, when caffeine left, everything was in jeopardy. But, you know, losing out on three, 5000 extra dollars a month, that could be cost effective to somebody. We don't know how much that could affect or impact somebody's situation. So I felt like he definitely decided to say, let me hit the ground running. He became a full-time blogger, is doing interviews too, doing shows with people, doing podcasts. Like I see him much more in the media mix now than ever. So I feel like it's changed his perspective a little bit. And I do think the easy battle, I, I, look, I'm just fight. I'll say, I think the easy battle humbled him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like he was up there and realized like, oh, there's somebody that's being beloved more than me. Uh, all of my tricks and trades and things that I do isn't working on this guy. Then some time passed, you know, he tried to be like, oh, see, I told you I won the battle clearly. And everybody's like, nah, you didn't win that battle. You didn't win that battle. And I think he hasn't felt that in his career. Like, obviously, you could say he's lost battles, but he hasn't felt like an actual clear loss where, like, even the people reject the idea of him, like, arguably winning or it being debatable. And... I think that's going to ignite some kind of passion and goods. He's in an environment that I think extenuates his skills. And I've been at a few small room battles for Calico, him in vol the volume battle against Clips, a light work battle against DNA. Um, I've been in a few of these small room battles for him. I actually was at Will and Calico, um, Calico and Big K. So he does have some dope RB performances. He might actually have arguably the best RB battle of all time with, with Ill Will. So... I look at all that and be like, all right, if you want to pick Calico for these reasons, I get it. But I'm just going to trust Good's hunger right now. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he's well aware of the situation and we're going to be shocked. And plus, he's a heavy underdog. So let's just, let's just be honest. The expectation curve is going to be in his, in his favor. All right. All right. The next battle on Max out. We got Young Ill versus Big K. Guys, look, listen, this, this is an important battle for two reasons. For multiple reasons. Actually, more than two. One, this further polishes... Big K's champion of the year run. Okay. He's clearly a contender. I have no problem saying that. We're in the we're, we're we're heading towards the last quarter of the year. At this point, everybody's made their media list. Everybody knows in the conversation. Everybody knows what transactions matter down the line. Big K is one of the guys. Big K, easy. Don't leave twerk out this convo. Treasure's in this convo. You know, Will could be in this convo. There's a there, he's not alone. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he's a complete runaway forefront. This just continues to polish his case for Cody. And um, it also sets the tempo for what we expect to see in the blue room, aka the Lou room. You know what I'm saying? St. Louis is gonna be in there deep. I'm already seeing the Cardinal caps on Twitter, people changing their avies, people saying I've arrived, they landed. We're gonna see how deep the audience of STL really is from the Young L battle and the Big K battle. We're going to see how much effect it has on the crowd. Like, it's going to be the litmus test for the rest of the evening. And while I do want to say that, you know, there's some shock factor and some nostalgia with Young L, Big K is just too powerful, bro. He's too powerful. He's reached this level of, like, of, like, angling that's, that's, that's damn near elite and extremely effective that 
I'm just like, yo, the things that he could say to young ill right now, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? And I know, I don't know if I trust young ill fully with this tempo or, or his pacing or like really like just adapting to today. I think he will say some dope stuff. Can he sustain it for three full rounds against somebody that's arguably one of the best battle rappers actively right now? I, I don't think so, bro. And finding out that, you know, from an interview with Big K and ARP, Goods was originally on the table for Big K. Goods might have actually been the original opponent for Max Out 3, but it ended up being Young Ill. And I know ARP is low-key campaigning for Big K to win Cody. I know it. So I wouldn't be surprised there's a nice little lineup. I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he, <laughs> if he switched the deck so that his guy could get a nice little alley-oop slam dunk. You know what I'm saying? And then when I heard Young Ill's interview with ARP, knowing that Young Ill... um, One moment. Knowing that Young Ill said he signed the contract without knowing the opponent, just give me the opponent. Then he said, um, I've been watching some of Big K's battles. I've watched Big K versus Aver, Big K versus Big T. Bruh, those battles ain't going to prepare you for what this Big K is now today. He has also seen some of Big K's work recently, like A-Ward and Mook. But I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm just never going to bet against somebody that's currently on fire versus somebody that's been inactive for four years. Moving on. Uh, I got Big K one. I got Big K winning that clearly. So I got STL down one zero, and and again I'm gonna have STL down another battle. Oh and two. Am I? Are you surprised I'm picking A Ward over A Verb? Listen, um, A Verb has gone on the most onslaught negative campaign of promo that I've ever seen in my battle rap media career or battle rap fandom life. You know what I'm saying? I've seen some crazy promo runs. Nothing like this one before. You know what I'm saying? I have seen Verb talk crazy and lose clearly still. So regardless of the results, I think nothing changes. I also think he's laid enough little Easter eggs for himself to find holes to pick apart if Ward does have a phenomenal performance, wins, so he can move the goalpost back. But this has been... It's been treacherous, and I, I'm sure, you know, obviously it's helped the pay-per-view sales. Averb's getting the extendo, you know what I'm saying? He's getting a little percentage off the pay-per-view. So all of this talking is not for no reason. I think I've clocked it. He's done 114 hours on the spaces in the last 50 days. It's a lot of hours to talk. That's a lot of hours of talking, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it still makes his money worth. He got paid for it very well, and look, all the narratives have been set. All the promos happened. We're going to see the face-off later tonight. Um, at the end of the day, nothing surpasses the actual bars and the performance. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens tomorrow. But stylistically and historically, Averb has always struggled against Caucasian battle rappers. And I think it's because he harps on the white angle against them. <clears throat> he harps on the white angle against them, too. Um, they are able to just implement a whole bunch of different things because of his style as well. Like they're able to be humorous against him. They're able to be very surgical with his personality that obviously leaves him open for a lot of angles. And a lot of the white battles battle are anglers like Hill Mac and, and, and Pastay and others. But more importantly, they all freestyle. Pastay's a freestyle. Sharon freestyles. Ill Mac freestyles. Caustic freestyles. Award freestyles. Like Award has the... It, the very similar attributes that all the other guys that Averb has struggled against has. 
the only difference is that this is the one time Abraham has casted a whole ton of narratives and the room is actually more catered to him than it was to them. Cause obviously most, all those events, he's went to like King of the Dot, some of them are RBE, but now it's like, all right, this is my room. Hitman and Ill's on the car. St. Louis is here. Can you overpower that? Abraham needs to come. Um, Abraham needs to come deep with a, a whole bunch of people. You know what I'm saying? Roll deep. Pause. He needs to roll deep with a whole bunch of people. You know what I'm saying? So that way he's not super outnumbered. Um, I do think this room is going to be one of these elitist rooms where it's not a lot of fandom. Like, like $200 plus for a ticket It's kind of excluded the fan from being a real participant of Max Out. I think the people that are going to be at Max Out are people that you see like in the spaces, the media, friends of rappers, uh, entourages. Like it's going to be a lot of people that are figures or connected to figures in the culture. You're going to get a very elitist room. <laughs> it's not going to be much. It's not going to be very fan oriented. So we'll see how much that affects the environment. But I'm rolling with A-Ward, man. This is a career defining opportunity, career defining battle, career defining grudge match. And at the end of the day, I just, you know, Verb has done better than advertised. I won't act like he's just been trash the, the past like year or two. He struggled in a handful of battles. He's definitely lost a lot of them, in my opinion. Um, but the two things for me is that sometimes quiet is kept. He stumbles from time to time. He has those moments where he just has a little blink <laughs> and just like stumbles through his words. And he never necessarily does more than contractually obligated. You know what I'm saying? So if it's time, it says three minutes, he's giving you three. A-War is coming clipped up 3.30, 3.45, four minutes plus rebuttals. So like longer rounds is going to be a great advantage here. Averb goes second. He definitely has a very, very, very great chance at overpowering anything A-Ward does. Um, and I, I want somebody to win this battle clearly because of everything that's happened. We need that. But truth be told, the most realistic option, I think we just see a battle of the night. You know what I'm saying? If Verb doesn't do any of the white angles, he just raps. He will be fine. He could definitely win the battle if he just raps. He raps phenomenal. So if he sticks to that in a room that's catered to him, you know, it's really going to be on Ward to be magical, to rise to the occasion, to be clicking on all cylinders, to have his rebuttal game being crazy. And if they find a way to match the intensity back and forth, you might just get one of those battles where you get the RBE chant at the bottom of the second round. Everybody knows that we're getting a classic. That that might be the most realistic outcome, honestly, because of the intensity of this match. Nobody wants to lose clearly. Um but I want a clear loss, man. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Too much has happened. Thumbs down. <laughs> All that. You know what I'm saying? I want a clear loss. You know what I'm saying? But preparing for all um, outcomes. Uh, last last thing about A-Ward and A-Verb. Ward's got a crazy schedule after this. All right? He's got Charlie Clips. Uh, battle after that. Holmesy. You know what I'm saying? But he's not on tour right now. You know, normally he goes on tour. He will be touring every single week. So this, this battle schedule is kind of compensating for the tour, and he has the bandwidth to do this because this is this is regular for him. He battles at this volume. This isn't nothing new. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't worried. Don't take any of the frack or big K losses into account because if you say A-War can't be white guys, neither can Verb. And guess what, Verb? The only common denominator here is that you. You're not white. All right? Main event, Hitman Holla versus Ill Will. Hitman Holla. Um... I'm going with Hitman 2-1. I love Ill Will. I love Ill Will's year. I, um, having Hitman and Holiday Don your year back-to-back, very few guys have done that. It feels like Will's getting his just due. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Will wins. He obviously does a, a little bit more than Hitman in a lot of components, but I, I'm looking back over the last couple of years of these Hitman battles, like his Tay Rock battle, his Bill battle, his Cassidy battle, Calico, easy, right? And all roads lead to his Bill Collector battle actually being the best performance out that entire sample size. Keep in mind, it's in a small room, you know what I'm saying? And I heard Hitman say straight up, like, this was hard to write for because I don't really have an angle for you. Like, I'm just here to I'm here to outwrap you. And it's interesting because you probably say to yourself, well, you can't outwrap him. But all of those all of that doubt kind of feels Hitman, you know what I'm saying? And we haven't seen Hitman in a position where he doesn't have a storyline or a narrative or an angle to to base himself on. So if he gets to just completely rap in a small room where maybe all of his pockets is hitting, his performance is still going, like, you might be able to get a Hitman that really glides. Like, he might be just be coasting in that room, and it might be really special. Um, but with Will, we seen what he did with the hollow battle. He was phenomenal there. The 40 battle was fire. Kingo's battle was average, but, you know, he got the win. Nonetheless, Will... Will can very easily win this battle, no doubt about it. I just I'm banking on Hitman's motivation, and motivation is what I've been banking on with a lot of these battles. Hitman, War, Goods, because that that's a fact that it kind of goes into things. That sometimes like battle rap is just unpredictable. No matter how much analysis you use, no matter how much people have had previous success against a certain opponent or style, at the end of the day, it all comes down to who wants it more. Who makes the better plays in that in that moment in real time? Who's connecting with the crowd? Who makes those in-game adjustments? And I think Hitman Holler could, could do all those things a little bit better than Will. But I would not be surprised if Will just is superior in all those attributes as well. I would not be surprised. Their face-off is amazing. Go ahead and watch that shit. Ill Will was talking so spicy in that face-off. He said, you are Jordan from the Wizards. But then he ruined the analogy and called himself Tracy McGrady. I don't know what that was about, but <laughs> um, I love this battle and I love this opportunity for Will and Hitman does not stay down and out for long. So if there's anybody worth betting on after a loss, it's Hitman Holla for sure. For sure. Um, he does have a solid resume against his Midwest compadres. Um, so listen, the more I talk about, the more I talk this through to you guys, honestly, the more I'm kind of like, damn, should I be picking Will? <laughs> Like, the more I talk this through, I'm thinking, like, damn, Will, Will might really pull this off. I'm going to stick to my guns. I don't think I don't think St. Louis gets completely swept. Um, they definitely can't go 0-3. Catch that Easter egg. You know what I'm saying? If you, caught, if you caught it, you caught it. If you didn't, you didn't. Shout out to the surprise battle. All right. Let me get my thoughts on the riot card before we close out this mini podcast because I definitely want you guys to hear um, – my thoughts on this card because honestly quiet is kept this card is arguably just as much it has just as much firepower or talent depth than the max out card you know what i'm saying the, the, the three main battles the cody versus wody lined up so perfectly you got the cody wody of 2020 2021 and 2022 all those individual years battling each other geechee and coffee Coffee said this quote right she said it's therapeutic writing for geechee Gotti." Thought that was fascinating. Hold on, y'all. Okay. Making sure I have something to take care of here. Geechee Gotti said, I'm sorry, Coffee said writing for Geechee Gotti is therapeutic. That, to me, was interesting because 
this is a grudge match. There is a lot to say. We know what Geechee's going to say. We kind of don't know what's the counter of what Coffee's going to say. And when you see that 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 small room battle Coffee had at King of the Dot on Beast Mode against Grid, that's the delivery and pocket and aggression that she needs to bring to the Geechee battle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I think she will lose clearly just because, like, when I think about attributes, there's nothing she does better than Geechee. Like, there's not a single thing. If I go down the line, that she does better than Geechee. Not conviction, not delivery, not freestyling, not bars, not punchlines, not schemes, not angles, not rebuttals. There's not, there's not a thing she checks off of. The only thing that she has to her name, though, is that there's a story to tell, and you need to hear my side of it as well. And more importantly, Geechee does have a, a mega match 13 days away. So, like, you know, I'm not saying Geechee loses his battle, but I know everybody's saying Coffee has no chance or, like, Coffee's going to get 30. I don't subscribe to that. I think Coffee could definitely get around. You know what I'm saying? All these women are women of the year. They're MVPs for a reason. They, they're, they're, they're more than qualified to get around. You know what I'm saying? So I think uh, Geechee wins is still 2-1 clear. But I am interested to see Coffee's dialogue about the falling out of their relationship. Um. Rum Nitty versus Jazz the Rapper. All right, listen, I'm not one of these guys that ever that be like, oh, Nitty 30, Rum Nitty 30, Rum 30. Like, I'm not, I'm not one of those Rum Nitty fans, right? Because there's people that every single time Nitty has a battle, they predict them 30. You see a Twitter poll, it looks ridiculous. Like, I'm not one of those guys. And I, I the reason why I'm not is because one, you know, despite the potency of Rum Nitty's punching for three rounds, there is gonna be a round. It, it just becomes a little mundane because you're just used to so much firepower every single round. So one round kind of just gets a little stale on the ears. It's amazing on the playback. I, I will admit on the playback. It's amazing in real time. One of those rounds just don't feel as potent as the other. So your psychological battle rap brain is like, Oh, well this round was better than this round. He took a dip whatever you, you feel that way. And secondly, Everybody's a fucking afraid of Rum Nitty, all right? They're terrified. Rum Nitty is your battle rapper's favorite battle rapper. He's the one battler that none of his peers have any level of disrespect towards as far as his talent, his pen, his punchlines, his writing. Maybe they try to downplay him as a brand or they try to talk shit to him, right? Cool. But as far as talent level, there is not a single rapper that plays with that man's name talent-wise. And then when they get the chance to be in front of him, they know they have to be the best version of themselves or they can die. So that level of inspiration alone, plus Rum Nitty sticking to his formula every single round that sometimes gets a little mundane for some people's ears. Everybody's capable of winning a round against Nitty. So Flair Soul, Holmesy the God, you know what I'm saying? Jerry West, like people of lesser talents can win a round against Rum Nitty. So Jazz is not getting 30, but I'm, I am here to say she's getting 2-1 cleared. <laughs> I feel like this is so much thing for him to flip. Jazz, the rapper, Magenta. Then you could tap into your crew, Casey, official, Bardashian. Then he's got the fact that you're an operator, 911. And he has an arsenal of things to just work with. Like, my favorite thing with Nitty is he's realized, like, oh, I could just name flip the people that's around you too. Like, I I'm I'm valid for one crazy name flip, right? And if I can name flip the person that's around you and they're at the battle with you, oh, it works perfectly. You know what I'm saying? You told Ace, I mean, last week, stuff happens 
And I, I haven't seen Sheed since. <laughs> you know, a bump like Len Bias, a hitchhiker, all this stuff. And Nitty on was on Twitter this past week, just like, hey, Jazz, I've been thinking about you. Wrote a whole round in an hour and a half. Like, he just tweeting at her, just antagonizing her. And I'm just like, bruh, like, is he ready? Is he about to, like, like what's about to happen here? You know, Jazz's battles against uh, the men, you have to take that sample size with a grain of salt and let's add some nuance to it because I do think her performances against Geechee and Clips lackluster, but the performances she was up against was also lackluster. And more importantly, that was on the stage. This is in the pit. is in a small room. She's had some success at King of Diamonds against Loso. Just a one-rounder, though. And um, Nitty had the best battle of 2022 last year with A-Ward in King of Diamonds. If it's, it's something about Nitty when he battles on the riot. Like, he, he takes it very serious because he doesn't want to play with Geechee's money or, or, or Geechee's brand. There's something about every time he pulls up there, he just, he just does something fucking amazing. So... I uh jazz is methodical, strategic, but if she takes a similar approach to Ace about like all you do is punch, we don't really know your personality, we don't know who you are. Like, I don't know what approach she takes. Jazz is smart enough to not get 30. She's definitely gonna get around, but boy, I don't see her surpassing these punches for the next for for, for three rounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, can she win two rounds? Not gonna be able to do it. Not on my parlay ticket. I got run 82 unclear. But I do, but I do have a listen. This is not a complete toxic masculinity podcast, all right? I do have a Wody winning a battle. I do have Vixen winning. Vixen battle and Chilla. All right, Vixen's coming off having an OnlyFans. Go ahead and subscribe to that. You know what I'm saying? Support Black business. All right, and um, battle and Chilla Jones after having an OnlyFans in a strip club makes for very interesting writing for Chilla. Not to mention, this is just, I think there's eight or nine battles on the undercard. So there's a chance that the crowd could be very fatigued for these Cody Wody battles and Chilla getting closer to the end of uh, getting close to the second day of the ending of a battle rap weekend. I don't know if I trust his pen to be that, you know, entertaining for that. It, it, I'm not saying he's not entertaining. I'm just saying, think about the fact that we just watched 12 battles on max out and eight, nine battles before we got to see you battle today. It's kind of rough. You know what I'm saying? Um, more importantly, I think this reminds me a lot of Vixen versus DNA. She has a chance to just let her performance overpower somebody's writing in an environment that might be able to really have a lot of things that extenuates her like capabilities. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's just giving me the exact same feel of the DNA battle. So I think Vixen's gonna pull this one off. Um, but Chilla does have a unique amount of things to write about. Again, like the exact same things that can be overpowering to Vixen, the only fan stripper in the strip club. All that shit could be very a creative ass scheme for Chilla too. You know what I'm saying? He gets around. I got Vixen too, one though. Um, the undercard. I want to breeze through the undercard. We're gonna close. We're gonna cl- close things off here. Next versus Clone. Fire battle. Fire battle. They both had great performances at King of Diamonds recently. Uh, Clone was awesome against um, Forward Dev last year. King. Baron Gifts won, had a great performance against Av, and, and next had that upset win against McMyron. You guys try to sweep under the rug, I ain't forget. So they could they could really have one of the ones. They could easily have battle of the night. Bad news and wise. That's a super loud, energetic battle. And one thing about the these kind of battles is that you know you're gonna get an onslaught of passion from both these MCs. So I'm looking forward to it. Wise is slowly kind of, you know, 
reached his element. He was in the crucible recently. He's starting to move around. He's battling other leagues. That's good for him because obviously he's got some quality names on his resume through his own investment, which is great experience for him. But the better experience is just, you know, battling on multiple platforms, Midnight Madness, you know, I think OSBL, Gates of the Garden, URL. Um, you know, I'm glad he's moving around. So bad news and wise. Whoever thought of that one, give them a raise. That's a good battle. Hansel and Eunice, the current top six in Hansel and the brand new top six for the next Crucible class in Eunice. Bruh, I love this match. I love that Eunice has made this much waves in battle rap, you know, literally going from places to spaces, started in the spaces, and now look at him. You know what I'm saying? He's in the league. You know what I'm saying? He's 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 made it. He won a tournament, a uh, whole bunch of dope accolades from somebody that literally started battling virtually. And Hansel, Hansel's experience, he's getting experience. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is a great opportunity for him to showcase how much he's grown and learned from battling on URL the past year to battling somebody that, you know, is, a, you know, you're a sophomore now. He's the rookie. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Show this guy what you know. You, you know where the lockers is at. You know where the, the water fountain works. You know what I'm saying? You know that the fastest way out the building. You know all the shortcuts now. So, like, this is your chance to kind of show him some experience. And um, it's interesting because I think Hansel has all the attributes that Eunice doesn't have as far as presence, performance, aggression, delivery. But Eunice's pen is explosive. This is actually my favorite battle of the weekend. I cannot wait to watch this one. Forward Dev versus Trez. Dope battle. I, I think I got Trez winning that. Dev is my guy. I got nothing but love for Dev. He's got a home here at LTBR. Haven't seen him win a battle in a while. Have not seen him win a battle in a while. Blue Cocaine or Blue Coca versus Capo Bravado. Bash Money will be in the building. Capo coming off of uh, his Miss Hustle battle at home. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sure he probably wants to get some vengeance back. Back-to-back ladies for Capo. Back-to-back weeks for Capo. He's been battling a lot. He has been battling a lot. I'm paying attention. Uh, Eli the Mayor versus Top Floor Loot. Philly is in the building. Shout out to, shout out to Top Floor. Uh, he's been making some splash this year. We've been paying attention. You know what I'm saying? He's been putting in work. And L.I. the mayor, the riot zone, he's going to put on. This is going to be a good back and forth. Uh, Justice versus D.I. the Henny Man. This is one that's captured a lot of people's attentions because Justice has been putting in work this year. He, I think he has a higher ceiling than Henny Man, but we know fundamentally how sound Henny Man can be as a battle rapper. And he's been somebody that I feel like has been slighted. He, like, you know, I haven't seen him on any of these URL cards for all that he's done for URL, he should be on these cards. Or I think about like the trenches, you know what I'm saying? I know him and Easy had their back and forth. I don't know if he'll ever be on the trenches, but it would have been nice if Easy reached out to Henny to be on the trenches. Like, you know, it's like there's a lot of cards I've seen that like I'm just like, yo, I could I wouldn't mind seeing Henny Man on this card. And now he's on one of these cards. And you gotta shout out the riot because they, they've blessed him. I did think this is maybe third battle on the riot, if not his second, because I know the Snake Eyes battle. The promo for that was crazy. Promo for that was crazy. I personally, I wasn't that happy with the battle results. I thought the promo exceeded the battle's content, but that was already two years ago. He's gotten better. He's grown. He's put in nothing but work. The man lays it all on the line. Nothing but blood, sweat, tears, and passion into anything he does. Not just rapping, but like in media when he does movies, when he does the news. He's consistent, man. You know what I'm saying? So while Justice does have a higher ceiling and is also equally as hungry for opportunities. I'm going to see what Henny Man could do here. You know what I'm saying? So I'm interested in it. Uh, the spot in 
uh, Shafasta going down. Both uh, hungry individuals out from the West. And so severe and black Aladdin. Salute to both these brothers. And uh, I'm going to close it off there, man. You know what I'm saying? Came, Garen, came bearing gifts too. Quiet is kept. Might be better than Max or at least, you know, at least the undercar is better. Respectfully. Um, all right, man. That's my predictions. You guys enjoy it. We will have a radio roulette show after the face-offs tonight. Um, so much to do. So much to do. Articles, recaps, news, quotes. Let's talk about rap.com. Tap in with us. And we'll see you guys later tonight for the radio roulette show post the Max Out 3 face-offs. <laughs>